Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm Ash. I'm Chip. And this is Moon. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Wow. Lovers, friends, forever alone. Lovers and friends. Yeah, lovers and friends. Cat ladies. I think that was Usher and Lil Jon. Uh, yes. Wow. Take also that. Also gross. <laughs> lovers and friends. Yeah, back in the day. Um, we survived Siberia, guys. We made it. Wow. We made it out. No one's injured. We're just barely cold. A lot of snow, a lot of ice. Well, it was like gone the next week, though. That was the crazy thing. That's it true. Was it like was just super cold. cold. And there was there was a lot of ice and there was a decent amount of snow. There's still ice. And then come that weekend, it was just all gone. The ice that we have now is new ice. Yeah, strange. It is new ice. You're right. Why you do we were live totally, here? You were totally right. New ice. Well, we wanted to start out this week's episode by giving a shout out to our friend Jesse. Wow. Who actually you joined our Discord. Come on. Yes. So for the rest of you lovely, beautiful people who have not done it yet. And y'all be asking me questions too. So Really? What? So y'all should just join the Discord and then we can have the conversation with like-minded people instead of with lots of other people who don't need to be in the conversation. Yes. So if you don't know what Discord is or don't listen all the way to the end of our podcast, then... We have a Discord. It is a basically group chat with channels for various discussions. Um, the link is going to be in the show notes, and you can find it on any of our social medias. So, yeah, join the Discord. Join the combo once we start having it, because right now it's just the three of us. <laughs> yes, and we like each other, so it's not as awkward yeah, as, it, no. as it seems. But we would really like to have the conversation with you guys and i think that the discord allows us i wouldn't say real time but definitely i mean i'm in there more time and then hopefully as we get to doing more things on twitch it'll actually be in real time so yeah it's it's growing towards having more of a relationship with you yeah well for this week in good and black we wanted to give a shout out to cecily tyson who is 94 years old. God bless her. And is the cover of Time's second annual Optimist issue, which if you don't know who Cecily Tyson is, she's known for her roles in the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman and The Help and Roots. She was inducted into the Black Hall of Fame for filmmakers in 1977. It's a good year. Yeah, and she was the first black film star on a TV drama, which was like East West Side. Um, So she's been in the game, been running the game for a while. And in the interview, they asked her when she was going to retire. And she said, oh, I'm not. (laughs) Hey, if you got it like that, you got it like that. Yeah, like that's the energy that I want to have in my 90s. So shout out to her for being amazing and black and beautiful and goals. Being a big ting, doing big tings. Yeah. Uh, Well, I wanted to bring up that just the other day was the fourth annual social works open mic which if you don't know who or what social works is social social works is essentially chance the rappers benevolent arm mm-hmm. it's a nonprofit organization that really focuses on providing materials and supplies for students for school uh connecting with the youth and really just doing good by the people of Chicago. It's a really great organization. They've been fighting just to do the right thing by the community for years. And this open mic has become an annual event 
that gathers lots of wonderful young people together just to express themselves. It's primarily for high school students, so you have to have a high school ID to get in. I was very fortunate to um, be a photographer at the event on Monday, and to my surprise, Chance the Rapper wasn't there. Yeah, it was like the first one in a while. Now, it wasn't really that big of a deal. Yeah, he was spending time with his lady, okay? We didn't really miss him, and I mean that in the best way, because a lot of young people showed up. There were really great performances by a lot, by everyone, really. They were all great, and another local artist, we've spoke about him before on the podcast. His name is Reese and them, and he was essentially leading the day as the MC, he had a guest, I forgot her name, shout out to you, I wasn't there for the beginning when she introduced herself, Oh, I wasn't, so I never heard her name, but I recognize where you've seen them, because I've seen them in a bunch of other stuff, Right. but he did a really great job of just being a big brother to all of the young people there, and it was great to see someone who is from the culture be about the business of protecting it. Yeah. And a lot of times it can be easy to be from some place, but then really only focus on yourself and getting out. And I mean, most artists do, honestly. Yeah, a lot of them do. But for him, he was, he was really invested in making a, a really great moment for the young people there. And um, it was really exciting to see him. They had two special guests. Uh, last time the special guest was Childish Gambino and yeah. I heard everyone went crazy. Um, this time it was one local artist that you may not have heard about yet, but his name is 147 Cowboy. He's got a single out. The little kids like him. He's uh, Oh, he's, the youngins. Exactly. He's, okay. he's hot in these streets. But then also Lil Dirk, who's essentially a hometown hero. He's from He's from the South Side. He was getting big when everybody else was getting big during the the Chief Keef sort of Chirac days, mm. which wasn't that long ago, yeah, but it feels like it, it was a long musically, time ago. Musically, it feels like a long time ago. Yeah, musically, it feels like a long time ago. But Lil Dirk, he's just, uh, he he's another kid from Chicago who's a, a young adult now, but bringing other people on as well because he's maybe 26, but he's oh, now- he's younger than me. Younger than you, but Crazy. now he's also Actually, bringing too. in other young people to like get them from the bad places to do something constructive right. with their talents. And I think that Chicago is just a great place for that type of energy. And um, you know, shout out to Reese and them. Shout out to One Forty Seven Cowboy. Shout out to Little Dirk and uh, Social Works for putting on a great open mic event at the Dusable Museum on uh, Monday. It was really awesome. Way to go, guys! Well, this week for the culture, the Oriental Theater is being renamed to the Nederlander. Nederlander. Mm-hmm. Whatever. In honor of their wow. late, <laughs> in honor of their late impresario, uh, James Nederlander. Which this has nothing to do with any kind of black news. It's just very interesting that Chicago's one of the few places that I can think of that is constantly trying to rename things that have had a name for like ever which he did some good stuff for the theater he was like basically their entire theater's patron and helped them fund their lives 
Um, and when he passed, they are now renaming it after him. But I'm, I don't know why. That's a good thing. I mean, they also I mean, just renamed Congress Ida B. Wells. I mean, it's <sighs> you can do what you want, but Chicagoans are stubborn. I haven't heard anyone call it called the Sears the Willis. Like, well, actually. they don't because that's because that's stupid. There's a difference. I mean, they're it's like it's it's the Oriental Theater. Like, it can't be anything else. And Congress is Congress. How am I going to know where to go? Congress is like a huge junction, too. Yes, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not down with renaming things. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I think, I think the reasons usually make like just it. just leave make it alone. <laughs> make... It's like all these Disney remakes. Like, just leave things alone. Just let them be. Yeah, I, I can understand that. But yeah. sometimes changing a narrative is not a bad thing it's kind of like a good thing and congress at least the street is kind of like the street isn't really named after anything yeah it's and just congress. for it to be named after ida b wells who is really really important yeah and someone who did a lot for the the american community by bringing light to lynchings that were happening um and she's a black woman. It's like yeah, we don't have any I'm streets named after. I'm to her. And, and I know, but I understand what you're saying because of yeah. the Sears Tower, like, and just also pick things like thing. <laughs> like Comiskey Park. Like no one calls it anything other than that. What is it called now? Well, it used so. Comiskey or even Park, Cabrini Green. It then turned into the U.S. Too. Cellular Field, and now I think technically it's guaranteed rate or something stupid like Gross. that what yeah i don't know why these companies think that that actually helps their business like, can you just leave stuff alone leave well just leave stuff alone. alone it's still Comis- it's, it's still comiskey park yeah um i get it on the oriental theater yeah like nothing to mr nederlander but you're probably a great guy yeah you're probably amazing like he could have had a i'm actually sure statue. you were because they they wouldn't do that yeah or like a whole plaque like whatever but you know to change the entire name it's a little much um on some less light news a couple of weeks ago on january 29th uh jesse smollett was i am going to use the word allegedly very lightly but he was allegedly attacked in what is now been called a hate crime um he was walking down the street at night and there were two gentlemen who were Caucasian and the attackers began to yell racial and homophobic slurs at him prior to the attack. Um, and then one attacker allegedly, supposedly, put a rope around his neck. And then prior to this, he'd kind of been receiving like ransom hate letters saying that he'll mm. die. So... Um, I'm using all of those terms the way that I am because there is some speculation as to whether or not he was actually attacked. Now, I think he was attacked mostly because it's not necessarily my place or my job to dispel him. Like, it's not my job. My job is to lend support. So, yeah, but that just sucks that that happened and that people are very quick to, I don't know, like dismiss his story because as much as I don't want that to be the fact, 
I know that if this were a Caucasian male claiming these things, there would be no question about it. Or if the attackers were black, there would be no question about it. No one will be looking into it or trying to like assess if he's valid or not. And I think now the CPD is like, well, if he was telling or if he wasn't telling the truth, we're going to charge him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I need a new planet to move to. Wow. Well, <laughs> it seems like a very sticky and horrific kind of yeah. situation, primarily because let's let's put speculation aside just for the moment. But hate crimes are so bad because they're not really based on something I guess you could logical. say valid or logical, but it's not reasonable. It's like say you're on the train and someone steps on your shoe and then you know the people are like, yo, you stepped on my shoe, I wasn't feeling that, whatever, ooh, and then you know, they get into there's there's conflict that comes after that. Yeah. That's there's sort of a natural progression yeah, of conflict in in certain sense. sense. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't fight somebody for stepping on my shoe, but you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, totally. People do things like that. Now, with a with a hate crime, someone is singling you out, not for something that you did, for something that's not their business. Usually, things that you don't have control over, um, and and you're you're targeted essentially as a token. Yeah. And then the violence is committed against you to send a message to other people like you. And that is so scary because you're you're never safe from something like right. that. It's like if someone's targeting you just because you're black or because you're gay, there's no there's no defense that you like you yeah. can't change you can't like, change. Oh, let that. me just stop. Yeah, like, it it doesn't really work that way. And the, and the people who are attacking you are not attacking you because of you specifically, but because they yeah. don't like people like you. Right. And they want that community to be aware that they are unliked. Right. And that's, I don't know, saying something like that is not cool doesn't doesn't really encompass how, how bad it is. Yeah, no. it. I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me because I'm just very much in the like, People just need to mind their own business anyways field. Like what somebody else is is doing has nothing to do with you unless they're like harming somebody. So I don't get it. Um, And I do hope that Jesse is like able to get the help and counseling that he's going to need to get over this. Cause I can't even imagine being in a, I mean, I can, but I don't want to imagine being in a situation like that. And I hope that no one that I know or love or like anything like that would ever have to be in a situation yeah, like, like targeted that. targeted in that way. Yeah. Because I just think of like, you know, like my sister, like a lot of our friends and I'm just like the fact that someone would hate them so much for who they're choosing to love and be with to enough to where they would want to harm them. It doesn't make sense to me. And so I know that he's got to be going through some really tough, like psychological stuff. Um, yeah, being targeted is is uh, is just scary. Yeah, and now let's let's say speculation in the mix. Even if it is speculation, the fact that this is happening all over the country, not to just him, but to other people, and has been happening, and has been happening since we got here. 
Like, it seems like an easy excuse to say that he was lying. I mean, of course things are subjective. I would not ever lie about being targeted. What does he gain from that? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like, always that's my not thing. Fun. Like, what's, what's what's the end game? Yeah. It's like, well, okay, my name gets out there. Maybe there's no His such thing. His name's already as, out there. He's yeah, on he's, Empire. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's already good. like a super celebrity. He doesn't need any yeah. extra press to say that. It's like when you put yourself out there as a victim, that's not necessarily empowering. Yeah, so, no. so being like, I was attacked, I was harmed by someone who targeted me to do harm to me that doesn't yeah i don't gain strength from that or personally i don't feel like and i, I don't would think gain he strength. even like like it wasn't like he made a big fuss out of it himself like there were reports that he was going to the hospital and took himself to the hospital i don't know it's a weird time that we live in yeah seems not good yeah um also i guess i can't say this week because we've been doing bi-weekly but also in the news, Chance the Rapper interviewed Amara Enya. Um, I think it was on her website this time. Hmm. And he asked her some really great questions that were less about politics and more about how politics have affected the city. Um, did you get a chance to watch the video? I didn't, but I'd really like to. Primarily yeah, because really the last interview or the last video that he had explaining the power of aldermen. Yeah was so insightful and not that i care much about politics but it got me thinking like wow these things are of course but it's like wow these the system itself is very important and the way it affects us is in a very real way i should be concerned i should activate myself right just by watching this video that i wasn't planning on watching which you know i think that was the goal but it was very effective yeah and um, well, interesting, the, and I learned something. The Amara Enya one was good because he asked her kind of out-of-the-box questions, and I know that that's the candidate that he's backing, but I kind of wish he would do interviews with all of the candidates asking the same questions because he talked about um, kind of why there's been a mass exodus, especially in the Black community from Chicago, they fed and up. things that the city needs to do to change that and to help that. He talked about education with her. Um, he talked about something else, but it was a really good video. And I think that even if you don't care about politics or don't really want to pay attention to politics or whatever, um, local politics are something that you should pay attention to, especially in Chicago. Learn about your because, city. Yeah, there's so much going on. And so this is a good video. And he mentioned a site in there also just mentioning how he chose to back her and there was a site where he kind of read about all the candidates and so if i can find it i will tweet it or mention it in the discord but i do think that you know going in there mentally equipped to vote is going to be in our best interest you know whether you choose to vote for amara or not but i do think that you should watch the video because it's really good yeah i'll get into it yeah, and Chance the Rapper, like, shout out to him for, he's just doing a lot for the culture. He's doing a lot in general. Yeah, <laughs> also that. He's busy, man. Yeah. Um, You sent me an article earlier this week about the Leg- Legler Library update. Yeah. Which was really great, because this will be the third time on the podcast that we get to yeah. talk about it. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying that things are happening in a way that 
we can chronicle them. Yeah. At least That's locally. That's what this is. Yeah. So this kind of becomes a space to learn about things like that. But the Legler Library, tripling back now, is um the West Side Library's main branch. That's their big branch library. It has, like a lot of Chicago, been underserviced, undersupported, yes. underfunded. Now, that library has a treasure buried deep inside it. So much so that when I visited the library, I didn't believe what I was seeing and kind of wrote it off until I read the the little didactic panel. But it has a Carrie James Marshall yep. mural inside that is huge and beautiful. And if you don't know who Carrie James Marshall is, Look he up. is um, a very, 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 if not the most important um black painter of our generation yeah and as much as i'd like to say i i use those terms lightly like yeah no no that's no it, you yeah it's kind of he is yeah <laughs> like you think basquiat you're like oh yeah yeah he's right there he's he's up there he's very very important but in chicago we're so fortunate because he's alive right he's very engaged in the still community doing it. <laughs> and he's still making work and um, he painted a mural for this library that is there in the city. Initially had decided, hey, we want to do something good for the West Side and revamp their main branch. Let's sell the mural mm. to get money to support the library. When the library is itself an asset to the city, so why or would you lose? so it should be. <laughs> it's supposed to be. So why would you get rid of an asset to kind of enrich an asset that doesn't that doesn't make sense it's like if i'm thinking okay i don't have a lot of muscles so let me just like cut off my foot and then that'll make me work harder and then i'll gain muscle because oh i had to work harder because i i lost a foot it's like that, that doesn't one way to do it technically i guess it is one way to do it but it wasn't it wasn't really great and so the artist spoke out the city spoke out and they ultimately changed their decision to not go that route and not sell the oh, mural. Oh, good. Thank goodness. So what's going to happen? We affected change. Yeah, we affected change Just right kidding, here on the it. podcast. <laughs> no, it happened here. Y'all heard it. We were upset and they listened to us. Your voices were heard. Oh, boy. Okay? But they, they took the mural into not like protective services i mean kind of witness protection program they it's protected it's safe it's not in the endangered i don't know i I think they might have just oh it's not in the building i think they might have just taken it out or it has a special classification where people can't touch it not physically but kind of conceptually like you can't touch it you can't go anywhere i mean also physically please don't go around touching please don't touch it but i mean it's i when i say it's just in there Literally, I walked up the steps because it's on the second floor, and I saw it, and my brain told me, this looks exactly like a Carrie James Marshall painting. There's no way it's up in this library. They must be, whoever painted this must have really been inspired by Carrie James Marshall (laughs) because it looks just like his work. And then you go up to it, and you could touch it because it's... But please don't. It's on the wall like a like a blanket or a rug in your grandma's house. Like like it's there. Um and it is totally a mural by Carrie James Marshall. But what they've set to do now is to 
get money that the city has set aside for doing projects like this. Right. Use the money that we already had that we were supposed oh, to. Right, okay. exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay, oh, okay, Chicago, I see. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, use the money that they already had set aside to do that and then raise funds in other ways over a period of time to... They must have heard the podcast because that's exactly what we suggested. Oh, yeah, to, to raise money... Um, for it in other ways they're introducing an artist in residency program to build programming around the things that are happening there to support an economy in the museum that would bring awareness education and resources there so um kind of a shout out to chicago i'm glad it didn't have to yeah it didn't come to the worst yeah i'm glad we didn't have to double back because moving art is just not not physically but like the changing of hands of art is not an easy process so had they sold that painting to you know Sotheby's or Christie's I think it was if they if they would have used Christie's to sell that painting there's no getting that back yeah no oh my goodness no who yeah no no one's giving that back so the fact that Chicago got to keep a, a priceless piece of art in a space that it really needed to be in the and do right by the artist the space yeah like do right by the artist for you that's like regifting. <laughs> yeah of a really nice gift yeah a super nice gift it's like but, someone gets you a car and you're just like ah, i need money let me sell this car now one of one of my friends friend of the podcast sierra mckissick uh founder of amfm gallery hi friend She's amazing, awesome, has done incredible work all around the city. Anything she does is amazing, and it benefits people, period. Um, She had a post talking about how this was happening, but also how problematic Rahm is, because as a mayor, he is the mayor of Chicago, which is a really corrupt city. But during his tenure, one thing that he's kind of done right is, like, focus on the arts and put money in a lot of artistic spaces. But it's weird because... He does it very specifically, though, and it's almost to, like, overshadow it. Because even with... So, you know, he's coming out with um, this summer program, reading program for kids. Now that's going to, I guess, kind of be a substitute for summer school. One, because they can't afford summer school because of the way they're allocating their money. That is a different story. Um, But it's also kind of happening at the same time that he's getting heat for this Lincoln Yards thing that we talked about last podcast. And so he's very strategic like that. Like he'll do something good, but it's also to take the heat off of something yeah like take the heat off of other areas that he's being trash in yeah i think it's important that we talk about people and things because they're not always very simple yeah or or straightforward and and that's okay like things don't have to be black and white but yeah it's okay to know where something is or to at least talk about where something is so you don't have to feel like it's black and white right um but what was i saying so uh they're to wrap it up, <laughs> they are choosing to fund the library yes. in a way. In ways that they should. In ways that they should, with money that they should, without that getting no rid of something. Because that the, made no sense. the bogus <laughs> thing about that is, is when, if you know how the, the art, money was always the there. art world works, Oh, paintings don't go to random places. Yeah, no. People already know 
usually like say they were going to give the painting to Christie's Christie's is already like, you know what? I bet like these people may already want this painting or these people have already said so yeah. it was kind of already known well, where that money like, could have gone that stuff is usually like waitlisted so people will be on like hey i like this artist let me know when you find something by this artist and so then exactly. they kind of yep. already have their prices up correct and so That's they're exactly like cool right. <laughs> we're gonna make this money the the auction houses yeah have people on the outside and on the inside looking for things yeah. like that because if they have 20 people who want a Kara James Marshall when one becomes available they call all those 20 people and yeah. say it's <laughs> duke it <time."> out <laughs> speaking of libraries the south shore library Whoa! is set to have a 2.5 million dollar upgrade let's go and that's going to include a recording studio and a teen media center kind of similar to the chatham library one let's that we talked go. about and this one is also going to have a teacher staff from three to six with homework help. Which is great. Yeah. And so it's really cool. We talk about libraries a lot. One, because we live here, but also because we're frequents of libraries. of libraries, And I just think it's so important to invest in them because, especially in a lot of the neighborhoods that they're choosing to do the upgrades, there aren't a lot of after school options. And so kids are either stuck at home trying to figure out homework by themselves because the schools don't have the teachers available after a certain hour or they're just gallivanting about being teenagers. And so never heard that word before. Gallivanting? Gallivanting. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's a word. And so, yeah, they're just out there, you know, being ruffians and hooligans and Wow. This is going to give them a, a controlled space. Shout out to the High Park hooligans. <laughs> hooligans. Shout out Beyonce. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a a good space and I'm excited to visit that. And I think that, or at least I would hope that they would do the same thing to the Legler Library. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, gonna, it's, gonna, going it's to going to start off with a, a almost two million dollar um just sort of immediate grant or gift yeah. of money to increase the hours and then they're gonna come back with another 11 million to for the oh, okay. for the physical space and wow, you know that's crazy. they were they were estimating that the painting was gonna sell 15 million but now they get to no, keep so now they get to keep the painting which they should have that sh that should have never been on the table right and then they still get to get 15 million which should have happened because, you know, because it was there. If we're trying to, uh, you know, build ninety-five million dollar other things, and um, yeah, that you know, Lincoln Yards thing is so unnecessary. I'm not even talking about Lincoln Yards. I'm talking about that police academy. Oh That's yeah, cool. the police academy. The, the how Lincoln much Yards was the things. it was how much was million. the bike lane on? They like finished Expensive. that already. Yeah, it was like a couple million to I mean, put some, to put some shout paint out down. to bike lanes. I I get no, it. No, it don't make. We all have a system. There has not been a single bike accident on Lakeshore Drive. Like oh yeah, never. Like we don't need that. The bikers here are actually very astute and they, they know, know what, what they're, they're doing. doing. Everyone who's walking kind of knows. Like keep your eye out for bikers. If you see a biker, move to the right. Like it's just kind of common sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think we needed a designated lane for them to put down paint. And it was like, what, $12 million? Too much. 
Yes, but, they uh, didn't like repave or anything. It was literally just paint. But back on the library thing. Yeah, back on quickly, the library. We could easily I grew go up off. going to the libraries all the time. And Same. I was very, very fortunate here in Chicago that we actually have like one of, if not the best library system in the country. Oh yeah, the whole system as a whole is, is amazing. Great. And so the fact that they are choosing to invest in libraries in parts of town that they don't usually invest in is incredible because that means the system itself is only going to be better, but also yeah. when you provide resources for people where they're at, they build their communities. Right. And so man, them trying to take away that painting from the west side is just like <laughs> so dirty because being from the south side and understanding how the city works, a lot of people can focus on the south side and say, hey, the south side has needs. But they say that because no one even talks about the west side. Yeah. It's like literally, well, it's, it's like exactly what Sava says. I'm from the part of the city that they don't be talking about. Yeah, because like the west side, a lot of people, I don't know, kind of try to lump it in with the suburb, like the west suburbs. Which they have their own issues as well, but they also have their own money and things that are supposed to be allocated to take care of those. And I'm talking about like Cicero and farther west. Oak Park. Yeah. Well, they're fine. But. Yes, they are. <laughs> like Cicero. Uh, where did I used to live? Austin. Austin. That's it. Yeah. Um, Like those areas aren't even technically West Chicago. Like those are not in the city limits. And so it's literally this ghost area from right before there to Austin Division. Pilsen that people don't talk about um, that definitely needs help. And it's like, I don't know. Well, I remember growing up, uh, something that was really cool was that even if I was on punishment or whatever, my mom would not take away books or my ability to go to the library. I always got grounded from reading. Well, I never got grounded. Well, that's because it wasn't even grounded. It was just like, stop reading and come be social, which I was like, why would I, I mean, socialize yeah, if I could read a book? Social. But I, mean, I remember having to, not having to, but we would go to Harold Washington Library because it was the biggest, the nicest, yeah, they have the a good kids area. resources. And it's basically an indoor playground. First of all, it's beautiful and amazing and wonderful. Just just putting it out there and i'm not mad at haroldson harold washington library at all no but the reason you go to harold washington library is usually because your neighborhood library isn't as nice as harold washington yeah, library, or they don't offer as much or they don't offer as much and now being from a neighborhood that definitely has a branch and the oldest branch if you don't the know oldest, what it is yes. go look it up and you'll see where it is and it's gorgeous it's really nice. They get it's up their kids' area, but it's fine. They get it's up cool. their kids' area, but um, you're right. It's fine. The more resources you have in the communities, the more those areas grow. Because we would have to sometimes, most of the time we would take public transportation, but sometimes we would have to drive there, which means you're spending gas. Well, I mean, most we, We'd of, have to park. We would even eat lunch downtown. Because even public transportation to that. Oh, you're talking about Harold Washington. Yeah, talking about gotcha, Harold Washington. I thought you were talking but about that's, our that's how it affects those spaces. So if you put the resources into those other libraries people will go there yeah. to those spaces and well like chicago's very attraction based so even in the summer like you could easily take your kids to harold washington easily. library hang out go hop the bus and go to um 
the the fountains downtown. Yeah, Buckingham. Yeah, Buckingham and the or bases. the Crown Fountain. Yeah, Crown Fountain at Millennium Park. And then you could go up to uh that playground whose name I literally can't Maggie remember. Maggie Daly. Yeah, Maggie Daly. Like there's a whole like day that you could do or shout even, out to free chicago stuff yeah or even do it in a week and it becomes attractions that people can do and more things for communities to do but something i love about the chicago library system is that they're doing a very good job at trying to be technologically forward and so you can rent books online and literally just go pick it up you can then renew your books online um you can read books like you can check out books on your actual devices. And so they're trying to make it very accessible for anyone who wants to read or learn to be able to do that, which is really cool because I think it opens up a whole new avenue of resources. Like even thinking now, let's say your kid has a library report and they have to read, I don't know, the things they carried. Like they can then go Weird. check that out. Oh yeah. Gosh, Isn't that wild? As opposed to spending, I have like 17 copies of the book. It's ridiculous. No, thank you. Yeah, it's it's too many, but like it almost becomes resources for the kids as well. And like if the community like if their schools are requiring them to do something, the community is saying, hey, we support you. Right. And so the kids can check it out and read it on their tablets and not have to like get an F because their parents couldn't afford this thirty dollar book that the kid is going to read one time. Um, True. And so I just think that that's really cool in the Chicago library system is it does try to give back as much as it possibly can. Like you can get free passes to the museums um, and different events downtown. They hold a lot of free events. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a really good thing. Support your local library. Yeah, support your local library. And it's great to see that Chicago is at the very least doing the barest of minimums to, to give back to the library system. Lastly, and for the culture, this, I guess, almost a week ago, we went to a really cool event that I'm going to try my hardest to explain it to you all so that you understand. But the Cool Kids DJ and Mikey from the Cool Kids teamed up to form a group, I guess, duo, there we go, that's the word, called Mystery School. They stream on Twitch, which if you don't know, Twitch is an amazing platform that we will probably do a whole different episode about as we get closer to our own launch. But we're um, going to blow up. No, please. I hope not. Um, but they stream on Twitch. They do live music. They make music live. They do rap battles, beat battles, different things. Um, but they actually just came out with their first EP. It's really good self-titled it's really good and yeah it's really good honestly i came into it prepared to be critical just because i don't necessarily like new things but i was telling mikey at the listening party that it sounded like 90s scene kids making 2000s rap um and it's just a beautiful experience it's really really good and the listening party as a whole was really good it was at FDC Studios. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. Been to several cool things yeah. there. Like, and every time, I always forget the actual address, but then I see the outside of the place and I'm like, oh, that place. That place. Um, But yeah, it was a really cool event. Everybody there was really cool. It was really chill. It was like the first event that I went to in a long time that there wasn't like 
some white dude trying to inappropriately dance on me. It was just, it was a very cool, everybody there was really cool and chill and they attracted a very cool crowd. Yeah, they also had video games, which was fun. Yeah, yes, yeah. We were playing Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. But I would say more importantly, the experience was great. Yeah. The music was great. Very great. And uh those those two guys are actually pretty great. Yeah, which Owen and I guess Tony is what he's going by. Tony now. Reed Jr. Tony Reed Jr. Yeah, yeah, super right I'm surprised at how accessible they were, how nice they were, how welcoming and warm they were because let's say you were listening to music in 2008 through 2011 you heard the cool kids yeah you heard their music they were influential like in chicago people heard them they were make they were making good music and it was so cool because they were doing something that or they had brought a sound or brought attention to a sound that um just didn't have prominence and they just like exploded in that space which was really cool shout out to myself i was the first person i know to listen to the cool kids wow. and introduce them you to all my goon. friends yes and to like <laughs> like play them at parties because we we actually went to parties where sometimes you could like sneak on the ox cord which was which was cool so i would, I would sneak wow in and, oh my like, god and so i would play oh. i would play cool kid stuff and pe- uh I enjoyed it because in art school, there was a very specific taste. And when I would play stuff like yes. that, people would always be like, hey, yo, like, what is that? That's like so cool. Like, where did you find it? What is that? I have to know what it is. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Wow. But so it was you the didn't cool really kids. tell No, them. no, no. I told them. But it was only like after the song was over. Mm. And then I knew that I could like leave afterwards. So we didn't have to like have a conversation about it. But, um, yeah, I've been listening to the cool kids for a very long time, which Mikey probably doesn't remember this, but at their show at the empty bottle, I was screaming out all of these random old songs that, yeah, you that were. nobody else knew that was I was very, hoping that they would, he was like the only person yelling and he's yeah. super tall and had the camera too. So people like definitely saw him. Yeah. I was yelling out all the random old, like non published songs just just because yeah. i was i was really into their music but i say that to say usually when an artist you like is like hey i'm about to do this different thing it's like oh my gosh please don't yeah. i'm ready to hate Owen it was it's actually going to saying be bad he was getting people like threatening him and like it's people are crazy yeah people are totally crazy but this was not that yeah and they're I'm doing, wired like that. They're doing a new thing, and it's a great thing. Like it's every really, album really, really Paramore awesome. comes out with, I'm just like, please stop. Like, why are you? Why change the sound? But then I listen they're to it, and it's good. amazing. Yeah, they're we'll all good. We'll have another Paramore but... episode, but because <laughs> all of yeah, we don't even need to get into that right now. It's the rabbit hole is too deep. Yeah. But the listening party was excellent. Mystery School, super cool guys. Yeah. Owen and Mikey. Which EP they stream... is really really great. Yes. Check it out. Uh, yeah. Every track was a hitter. I was I was ready for to to hear one and be like, okay, this is the bad track. Yeah. But uh, when it was over, I was like, dang, I liked all these songs, yeah, and it now it's over. Short. Yeah. It's like twenty minutes, so it's not even like you can breeze through that. And, um, 
as far as like their EP, we will. I think we have some songs on the mood playlist already. If not, if we we'll, we'll we throw some in there it because it's been a while since I've added some tracks. So yeah, it's been a little bit. Um, you gotta keep keep the vibe going. Yeah, and then also they stream on Twitch on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Right now, Tony is out of town, so they're not streaming this week, but they will be back soon. Um, Saw Owen out yeah. there playing Apex. Yeah, and if you're not like on Twitch or aren't into that, I think that a lot of people assume that it's just gaming, but there's a lot of different things that you can see on there. Like there are actually a lot of artists on there, not just like musicians, but there are people doing actual art on there. Um, I follow someone who does scam baiting, which if you don't know what it is, you can look it up. I Check follow it out. I follow a bounty hunter and he just like goes around while he's like bounty hunting, which is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's beautiful in an art form. I have to I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. It's probably very interesting. It's good. Um but yeah, so Twitch is a really cool place if you haven't explored and I think that you should check out one of the mystery schools streams. And then eventually ours when we start streaming. Yeah, eventually ours when we start streaming. Um, okay, so for the mood this week, um, I've really been kind of in a mood around this uh, concept of legacy. And um, Jamila Woods, local artist, poet, resident, cool person. Uh, yeah. We definitely ran into her at Jasmine Williams' listening party. She's a supporter. We spoke about her last time. She's awesome. Uh, she did it for the kids. She's doing a show. She was doing a show at Kenwood. Shout out to the Broncos. I know there's a million of y'all, and y'all are very sensitive about your stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, we love you, Neighborhood High Schools. Uh, shout out to CPS. Could always do better, but Kenwood is a shining example of when sometimes things go really, really right. Nice. Uh, Jamila Woods has a new album coming out called legacy legacy and um it just got me thinking wait about, it's called legacy legacy it's called legacy oh, okay, legacy gotcha. and those words are taken from i think a margaret burroughs poem yeah. which we've spoken about her before local artist activist educator placemaker founder of the Southside community art center and the DuSable museum of yeah. african-american history uh she's done it all just please look her up when you get the chance she will inspire yeah, you please. because she is amazing uh people usually know her for one part of her career because everything she did was so expansive most people don't even know she did the other things that she did because if you know her it's usually from one of the many things that she did but she was a uh prolific poet jamila woods who is also a wonderful and inspired chicago poet is always bringing attention to amazing women of color and their contributions to the art space, to the cultural space and landscape. And this upcoming album is no different. Her newest single. Yeah, I haven't even listened to it yet. I think it's called Zora. I think it's Zora. Shout out Breath of the Wild. <laughs> not, mm-hmm. not Breath it's of the It's after the Zora domain, I know. Don't worry. I hope my dyslexia no it is zora yeah about zora neil hurston um plug to you jamila woods you're awesome we love you but the title of her album legacy legacy just got me thinking and kind of feeling different things about that word 
um, things like what type of a, a legacy do you aspire to leave? Like, like how is your life going to affect the people that come after you? Uh, what kind of legacies live through you? How do we learn from the legacies of those around us? And um, that's really kind of been kind of been on me. I think personally, I've been thinking because we're doing so many things and so many. we have children. So, so many. This concept of legacy is just kidding. We just have two. It just feels like a lot. It's like alive because we're alive in a very weird yeah. way. And personally, some of you may know this. I know Jeff Pack will be encouraged. Does he listen? This. Never mind. Maybe he he he's gonna be on here, so he's gonna listen I'm to gonna us sooner this or later. and force him um, <laughs> to listen to us. But I am a third, and so you are. I am a third, and I'm very fortunate that my father and my grandfather are both, both still alive. People. And in Chicago, and shout so shout out to Grandpa Moody. Yeah, shout Looking out to Grandpa great, Moody. Kicking it like a youngin. Exactly. Goals. Um, but being a third and thinking about legacy, kind of the places where I come from and what that means for me, is it's not strange, but it's something that stays on you, like it. Yeah. It, it doesn't leave you, and it grows or it stays on me and it, it grows as I'm growing and yeah it's probably more prominent because you're a third too so it's like you're literally a namesake yeah which is strange which if you guys don't know we have a son he's a baby and he is not the fourth um yeah he's he, not he's his own namesake yeah, I wanted to give him his own name. I thought that, and then he was like, "Chip said if we had another baby, that it would then we would name the second son Leonard." Yeah, he he would and be. And I'm the just fourth. like, we can't do that. That's bogus. Well, no, because being the oldest, it wouldn't matter what my name was. I'm always going to be the oldest, and you Is can't that a you thing? can't you can't take being the oldest away from me. It doesn't really? go anywhere. You might feel like the other one is the favorite, though. Uh, I don't think that could ever happen. I mean, the other one's going to be the namesake. Like, in, like the other one's going to have the legacy. They're going to have the name. Yeah. I mean, but what if they don't look like me? You know, it's like... Impossible. Yeah. If you've ever seen anyone in their family, it, it is impossible for any child to not look like a Moody. But I think um, wearing some of the experiences of people around you and who have affected you is like a powerful thing, whether those things are positive or negative. Yeah, I was going to say like flip side. I I guess my legacy, I try to live the opposite of like the lives around me, um, especially in my kind of, very early years I just try to live I don't know in a different way and it's like those people have affected me and left a negative legacy so much so that like even though I have a lot of positivity around me and like my parents are amazing beautiful people I adore all of my siblings almost disgustingly um it still is like I try to 
be what the people from my younger years were not as opposed to trying to be like the people around me. Because mm. leaving, I think leaving a bad legacy leaves more of a, I don't know, disdain than than leaving a good legacy. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I also personally feel and have felt more so at other times but like a pressure because of certain legacies where it's like some of these things are in the past but like all of my grandparents which is strange thinking about the time that they came from were college educated at a time where that was just like not like very highly educated too right like (laughs) that was just like not a thing um for most people and so like i had that on me during my my college years but then also that um you know they're all sort of career people and even the ones that are struggling are you know they all own property and are they kind of have their stuff together. Yeah. And I feel like I just don't have my stuff together and I'm trying so Some hard to to get it together that um you know the the like if you live under a legacy of success, sometimes it feels like if you don't have that success you're you're tarnishing that space or yeah. you're, you're ruining the legacy that um was created for you literally for you to uh join in and uh you know i don't know how y'all feel or you know what type of families y'all come from or what those things look like for you but even in like the bad stuff it's kind of like my parents always warned me they're like i know you see us and we don't really drink and so you might think that that's not something that you could fall victim to, but no, it's in your family and right. it's around. And you, even though it's not, it's not a part of that close part of the legacy. It's like it's built right. in there. So you need to you need to protect yourself because these things are they're so just behind the wall that. Um, you really need to be wary, but I think that communicating intergenerationally yeah, for is sure. a very powerful tool for making a legacy even stronger. And so something that I'll always bring up, but it's like my dad told me when I was in my early 20s and I was feeling like I just couldn't do anything right. He's like, you're further ahead than I was at your age. And so you're doing something right. You're actually doing more right than I was doing at your age. And I was just like, man, yeah. Oh, I see my dad's being like so successful for him to say that I'm doing something right, man. It literally changed my worldview. And, um, you can have that effect on people in your life too. If you know that they're close to you, that your lives are tied together to just be, be open and honest with each other, whether something is good or bad, because, you can affect somebody positively even with negative information if it's brought up in the right way. Right. Um, and things that might seem positive may not always affect people positively if um, contextually it's not given the right space. So 
these are things that kind of that's kind of where my mood's been that's like what i've been feeling um and what's been on my mind nice well for this week in affect the culture um on February 23rd, a friend of the podcast, Daylight Tone, yeah, 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 who yeah, is yeah. featured in our mood playlist, will Daylight. be performing at Chicago's Up Next, um, which is a concert thing. Why can I not think of the word? It's not a concert. Performance? What is the thing called? What? Show. There we go. There we go. Show. Um, at There's 933 West Newport Ave. Uh, doors open at 8. And there's a $5 entry fee. Um, if you go to his Instagram, you will be able to see all of that information. But yeah, we'll be there. And you can come listen to him live. He has really good music. I'm actually grateful that a lot of our friends who make music and do things like that are actually like good and make music that I would want to listen to. Because I would feel really bad if someone was making like music that wasn't good. Yeah. It's very strange. Cause most and people they're like, when they're like, on your podcast? You know, like my friend, you know, I got friends that make music and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, but your friend's music is garbage. Like I don't want to listen to yeah. their SoundCloud. Like yeah, my friends, right. I bother them to get their music on Apple music yeah. because I'm Eddie. so ready to listen to it. Um, yeah, I gave him a hard time, but then it was kind of too hard of a time. So then I apologize. I was like, I just like your music. So just like, yeah, I'm trying I to listen to your music. Drop your, it, so. drop your freaking album. R.I.P. That we already had a listening party for last <laughs> summer. Yeah. Um, but uh, Daylight Tone, we're super excited. Coming back to Chicago. It's been a minute since we've seen you folks. I know. Um, he's doing it. Yeah, and that'll be good. You'll be able to come and support him. And I think four, three other people are going to be performing that night, too. So. I'll have to check out their music. And even though there's a $5 entry fee tone, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to need my money back. (laughs) Also, the Adler this month is doing their Adler After Dark at the Planetarium. And the theme is going to be Afrofuturism. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, maybe Sun Ra will show up. Quick chip trivia when I was in elementary school and they asked us to build um make sculptures of our favorite buildings and places in chicago mine was the planetarium oh that's cute yeah it was cute because i wanted to go there all the time uh and uh, i remember it because being an artist and being a kid you have ideas and trying to explain them to adults at that time. Oh, that's the hardest thing. It was super hard, but yeah, my mom fought to be like receptive and also like gracious. So I was telling her, I was like, look, the music, the, the Adler planetarium is made out of this like very specific granite, you know, like it looks like this. It shines like this. We can't just have like one paint or yeah, some no. average paint. And so we got like several of these like different metallic coated paints and, cute. you know, like she, re- she really held, held it down and, and made sure oh, yeah. I had the, right, did, the yeah. right art supplies to express myself, even in a class project. Cause whenever the, the class projects were like, Hey, it's going to be something remotely creative. I was like, okay, it's <laughs> on I'm, it. I'm going to team up right here. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's going down. Um, but, uh, I'll be excited to see what, uh, the Adler Planetarium's talking about with this Afrofuturism. I mean, yeah. we'll see. It could just be like, it's Black History Month, so well, get your is, black yeah. behind like to the they're planetarium. Doing, they're doing, uh, they're kind of like, there's a theme every month for their Adler After Dark. Um, and this month's because obviously it is Afro, or no, 
not Afro. It is Black History Month. But if that you have an one. Afro, shout out to you. If you're black, I mean, it's History Month all the time. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll have to do that for the next episode. Um. But it is going to be February 21st from 6 to 10. Wow. And there's going to be science talks, planetarium shows, entertainment, and obviously there's going to be open access. Now, because it's Adler After Dark, you do have to be 21 and over. And the Suckers, tickets are t- kids stay at home. Yeah, well, that's the point. And oh. it's $20 per person. Um, and they can be purchased through their website. So, yeah, you might catch us there, too. Maybe. Dang, we'll see. That'd be so cool. We will see. We'll see. And then lastly, the Chicago Orchid Show is going to be coming up soon at the Chicago Botanic Garden. Where the heck is that? Because when you were telling me the Orchid Show, I definitely was thinking the conservatories. No, I don't think so. Can I click this link that you did? Oh, dang, it's hyperlinked so I can see what you typed. Nice. Well, that's going to start March 1st, and it's going to go until March 24th. And... On their website, you can find daily hours as well as their photographer's hours. This place looks beautiful. Yeah, it's like... Oh, it's not even... Well, okay. (laughs) I got it, guys. They're called Chicago Botanical Gardens. Them Mogs and Glencoe, but... Oh, really? We'll we'll get there. Admission is free? Okay, I can get down. Maybe. I don't know. It depends. We're we're definitely gonna have to go for a it's photo beautiful. thing because we just can't go there to look around. Like there's gotta yeah, be an objective. I might yeah. Yeah, yeah. There'll be an objective. If we get in for free and I can bring a camera, that that might not be a bad look. Yeah. Um my Instagram is gonna be fire. Well, if you're fashionable. Oh. Or frumpy. Hey. <laughs> we might be there uh whenever this thing yeah. is March. First. March 1st through the 24th. There you go. Yeah. Up in Glencoe. <sighs> Glencoco. Maybe. We'll you see. could be my Glencoco. What was that from? Mean Girls. Mean Girls. And they but were up no there. one says you could be my Glencoco in that. No, that's from a rap song where they're referencing that. Oh, Joey Park. Really? I don't know. He had a whole Mean Girls theme. No, that was Joseph Chilliams. Oh, yeah, that one. My bad. Yeah, and it was him. There okay. it was. See, I knew we who I was it. talking about. Yeah, yeah full yeah. circle. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so we are winding in for a close. Burn Book EP was so good. It was good. So good. But we are winding in for a close. Yes, Joseph Chilliams is awesome. West Side artist. Support the West Side. Pivot. So uh, this week, because it is Valentine's Day, we kind of didn't really prepare any Valentine's-y type stuff. Nope. So what we want to do is do a special episode for you all. So if you have any relationship questions for us, go ahead and send them to us and we will try to put out a special little bonus episode sometime early next week. Wow. And as Putting always on the clock. Yeah. As always, our music is done by Eddie Supa. It's all original and you can find him in the mood playlist. And if you are looking for the mood playlist, there is a link to that as well as to all of our social medias, which would be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Discord in our link tree, which is usually in the show notes or on the bio on our Instagram or Twitter. How nice and convenient. Yeah, they're all right there for you. So other than that, I think that is it for this week. Uh, Have a beautiful Valentine's Day. Tell somebody you love them. 
if Be you safe. have no one to love up on or love, then send me burn. candy. Oh, oh, yeah, candy. And I will give you a compliment. Hey, now. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> See you next Thursday. No, next, next Thursday. There you go. All right. Bye, guys. Peace. Peace. <laughs>